You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. And we are back. It is week eight in college football. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa alongside some big week people, new additions to the studio, new confidence, new swag on Costa. If you missed the Monday episode, what the hell are you doing? Monday is now every week. We're giving you a third episode. The recap, the look ahead lines, the ornament of shame. Download, subscribe, rate, review. Guys, we're approaching 1,500 reviews on Apple. Really would like to cross that threshold. I know you might not realize it. The five-star review matters. It does. So would really appreciate it. If you're listening, knock those out. I just want to introduce a man who, frankly, I'm going to put in the lead poll position this week. This is Max Verstappen. Jim Costas had a rough ride. Okay, the car's broken down a few times. Lost an axle in Monaco. But the man... Five and two on Saturday, comes back and goes, Mike, it's cute. You went three and three. Five and two on Sunday. Thanks for playing, Mike. You went four and three. Five and two on Sunday. A man, 10 and four on the weekend, brand new Chanticleer's sweatshirt, brand new haircut, same shitty CMU football team. <laughs> I want to I welcome in James Anthony Costa. Welcome to Cash the Ticket. Oh, it's it's a beautiful time. I'm heating up at the best time of the year. Two weeks, you're allowed to say heating up. One week, you're like, <laughs> yo, bounce back. You know, I'm trying to craft a narrative, the comeback kid. Can I dig myself out of the awful start that I had to start the season? Here we are. Only time will tell. But listen, I don't know if you follow it up, but we've got top 10 showdown in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. We got a ACC battle one expected undefeated and one what the hell are they Surprise. doing? And some the, the Big 12 is complete chaos. Yep. We're going to get into that as well. Records line up. Ornament of Shame was delivered. I want you, you deserve to just lead this thing. All right, let your nuts drop. I want you to just take the lead of the stagecoach and guide me to five and two on a Saturday. <laughs> Christ. All right, they let's are. go to the board. Let's get it done. It's presented by FanDuel America's number one sports book. James Anthony Costa, the number one comeback kid. Lead it off. Give me the first game. First game's the biggest game. Number nine, UCLA, plus six and a half time of taping at Autzen, Oregon. Number 10 in the country, three, uh, 3.30 on Fox. Here's the story of the game. Autzen's a tough place to play, but just how tough, Mike? 22 straight games they've won at Autzen Stadium, third longest streak in the country. So that's the challenge that our Bruins face. And we've liked the Bruins along this run. We've made some money with the Bruins on this run. Is this the time where they get popped? 
Both teams run the ball. Both teams stop the run. It should just be a really fun game regardless of if you bet on it. But we are going to bet on it. And I'm going to bet Oregon at home with an elite offensive line. And I, I mentioned it in the preview, the look ahead early in the week. One sack allowed in six games this year. Four super seniors on the offensive line. It was the parting gift of Mario Cristobal. He was an offensive line guy. He left him in good hands. 240 yards rushing a game. They've converted nine of 10 fourth downs. And they're a lead in the red zone, which is a key in this one. UCLA, 108th in red zone touchdown rate allowed. How do you win these games? At home, you finish drives. That's the path to, a, to an Oregon win. I'll take home Bo Nix. We'll go Oregon. Yeah, and, and you know what? Look, the other point, too, I think it's Outson isn't just a road environment. I put Outson up there with Death Valley, both mm-hmm. of them. I put Outson up there with the shoe, the big house. Outson is a brutal, brutal place to play. 330 kick the way it should be. Um, this was an Oregon lean from the start for me. Now, the line opened, and I never saw it here. I'm just giving you what the list was. It mm-hmm. opened at four and a half. Here's what I would advise. We are a FanDuel podcast, okay? So I'm giving you the FanDuel line. I don't know if Chiba Man 420 is still out there. But if you can find a six, do it. There are sixes out there. Six and a half is the FanDuel line. I don't love it based on college kickers, uh, two-point conversions. But here's the deal. I think it's Oregon or pass. I am going to play Oregon. I'm going to go with exactly. Look, first of all, I don't have anything to add to what you said. I think your research is pristine. Um, I can't argue facts. And again, DTR has been playing at such a level for UCLA. You do wonder if there's a little bit of regression to mean. I mean, this kid is in year 12 at UCLA. And you're going to regress to kind of the immense data points we have. He's played out of his mind the last couple weeks against UW, against Utah, um, I think a little bit of regression. And isn't this his first big road test of the year? Yeah. Because it was a home game against Washington, home game against Utah. Yeah, Yeah, man. And I know, you know what, guys? You may not value it. I do. That's the beauty. Free country. We're not broadcasting in North Korea. Um, I think when you go on the road for the first time as a college team, it's more jarring than the NFL. It's different. Um, I'm going to take Oregon here. It's home Bo Nicks. I love your research on it. And unfortunately... I can't bet with my heart. I got to bet with my head. I'm rooting for UCLA. I am. I like him. I well, like. I think Chip it's Kelly. better for the sport if the Pac-12 has a real legitimate playoff team at the end of the season, or contender at the very least. And if yeah. they go undefeated, it's the only chance they've got. Oh, if UCLA wins this game, I'll tell you right now, I'd put them in the top four. Really? Straight up. This, you know, what? in this environment, well, to what it would that, take to win this game. The way we believed in Tennessee following the Alabama That's game. That's fair. Those kind I of think, wins should matter. I think, and I think for here, hey, if you go out, you're undefeated. You're at seven and zero. And you go into Outson mm-hmm. and beat them. Um, yeah, you know what, dude? You're one of the four or five best teams in America. Well, and especially because the rankings should be fluid at this point in the season. As teams just start to play somebody, when you start adding real wins, yeah. you should vault up pretty yeah. dramatically. So you I, should. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play Oregon, lay the six and a half. If there are sixes out there, I encourage you to find them. But again, it's a FanDuel pod. Giving you FanDuel line, I got to place my bets with FanDuel. It is what it is. That's going to be the game of the day. This next one, though, it's right up there. Undefeated Syracuse, big time surprise, number 14 in the country. Right, wait a second, though. Before you do this, is this the thing? This is going to be the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. Look over your shoulder. That's, the, that's what the thing did to you last week. Right there. You see that? But, what, is, what does that say? I, I, Minus 12 and a half moron. moron. Yes. The Costa lock. This, you're going to do that to this, this game. game. 
Syracuse. Syracuse, number 14, plus 13 and a half at number five. Clemson, noon, ABC, Costa Clemson. Take the Tigers at home. Syracuse is the fraudiest fraud that's ever fraud. That's not nice. Second most penalties in football. How's that going to play on the road at Clemson? The Tigers are perfectly capable of blowing you out with that defensive line at 100%. They're getting right. They're getting healthy. Last week, they were up, what, 20 points on Florida State on the road at night in Tallahassee? And I'm supposed to believe in a Syracuse team that hasn't played anybody, has played five straight home games, near losses to Purdue and Virginia. I got news, Clemson's not Purdue and Virginia. And played NC State's backup, the Chambers yep. kid, who was the Charleston Southern transfer, who was primarily, I think, a triple option QB. He can't throw. And here's the classic, stats lie. That's why I liked him last week. <laughs> stats lie. And we give you a lot of stats on this deal. Syracuse is the 11th rated rush defense. Utter garbage. I don't think I buy that. 95th in rushing success rate, 99th in stuff rate. This is the week they get got. Here's the one thing I would say, too. And these are two teams Jim and I have watched pretty closely. Clemson, I think, well, you know shit, everybody does. But Cuse, I've been on Cuse. I had him against Purdue. Um, we faded him against Virginia. Had him last week against NC State. So, like, like I said, guys, if you're new to the pod, I admit it. There are teams I feel like I'm in a better groove with, and I find ways to do it. I've been great with TCU. Um Syracuse D-line is very undersized. I know that doesn't always matter. They're active. They do cause havoc. But Clemson, this is a different level of athlete you're going to face. I don't love Clemson's offense. I really don't love their perimeter weapons. But defensively, I think Cookie's brought up the best thing here. Uh, Miles Murphy is is back. Brian Brisset is back. A tra- just terrible. He lost his 15-year-old sister to cancer. He came back last week. Um, getting him back in the fold. Brisset is arguably one of the best singular defensive linemen in football. Their full D-line will play together this weekend, I think, for the first time this season. Some of them were on snap counts last week. Right, I'm and, talking full go. that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. They have yet to, because that's the one thing you'd say about him is, where are they great? Where is Clemson great for a team that's number five? That's going to be what's yeah. great and what gets them where they want to go. And look, I, I don't want to take anything from Syracuse. I, I think it's amazing what Treyers turned into, what Aronde Gadsden, who, you know, is listed as a tight end, but now he's just a big body, yep. you know, kind of welfare DK Metcalf. Um, Sean Tucker's the best running back nobody talks about. I think that's a kid who's got a second round grade in the NFL draft. But the problem for Syracuse is they struggle to run it anyways. They've been able to hit some explosives. Mm-hmm. Can you count on those explosives? This is very, here's what I would cap this game as. It's very similar to Michigan Penn State last week. And what I mean is, Clemson, you know what you will get. They will grind you. They will, you know, DJ, I still don't love, but he's played well enough. The running game, well enough. Syracuse's Penn State, puffed up numbers, rely on explosives. I don't know that you're going to drive it against Clemson. You're on the road. Syracuse, all these big wins have been in the dome. Here's the bottom line. I want my money back from last week in the Costa Lock. I'm going to ride with you. This is this is a I will do this. If this doesn't hit, I'm going to begin to charge you. <laughs> but I don't know if you recognize what happened last week. I don't want to talk about it. The Costa lock, it whiffed, but it, it focused all the bad energy onto one game. That's why it's beautiful, went, well, buddy. And, and I love it. I'm sick to my stomach. I paid for it, but here we are. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you get on the sideline? Maybe you could help him. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what, what more do you want to say about costing Earth its money with that pick? Uh, Clemson Costa lock. Move on. All right, I'm going to play it. Okay. I'm playing it. 
Do you agree with my Penn State no, comp there? I, I do. I actually really like it. I wish I would have thought of it because it, it does have all the same elements where a team is just going to be overmatched on the road against a better team. You know what? Screw it. I'm going, I'm going 6-0 and this week, and I don't give a shit. Let's go. Texas, number 20. Minus, Texas, minus 6.5 at number 11, Oklahoma State. Yeah. What? Here's the backdrop. This is homecoming. And I, I know people are rolling their eyes when I say it's homecoming. Every college team has a homecoming game, and it doesn't really matter. Oklahoma State, they call it America's Greatest Homecoming. They do a chili cook-off, a harvest carnival. They dye the library fountain orange. Oh, not a harvest carnival. No, no. But I'm saying, like, they hype this up. This is their deal. and, and they Harvest need, carnival? Oh, baby! They need an emotional bounce back after that letdown last week. What in the actual fuck is a harvest carnival? I don't know. I looked up their their. Is stick. that not the most hillbilly, dust bowl, a harvest Carnival. Like I watched a video of them dying. What do you do? Donuts on the combine? I I don't know. Harvest Carnival. Oh God. Go ahead. All right. So what does this have to do with Texas? (laughs) No, it's about whether you believe Oklahoma State an emotional bounce back. They're getting six and a half at home. That normally would attract us, but I'm having a hard time shaking the end of that TCU game. Oh, the meltdown? Yeah, because it was both sides, offense and defense. Their offense, led by a fifth-year senior quarterback, goes punt, pick, punt, punt, and now we hear he's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's playing through a shoulder injury. Uh-oh. Their defense, we talk up that veteran defensive line that gets all these TFLs and sacks. Boys, you got a 14-point lead. Can you get home? Can you finish the game in the fourth quarter with a two-touchdown edge? No. So maybe all these seniors participate in the carnival and the cook-off and they bounce back. But I can't shake just how bad that was last week. Meanwhile, Texas, yours hasn't been sacked since he's come back from the injury. He's getting it out quick, and he's going up against the defense, ranked 126th against the pass. So it's Texas, right? I think it's Texas or pass. I'm really not comfortable laying a touchdown here. Okay. I'm really not. And again, the reason I don't automatically go to the dog is what, what Jim just said. Spencer Sanders might be dealing with a bum shoulder. I do think it's priced into this line. Um, I didn't need it at three, but I kind of wanted to get it at, you know, four. It was four on Monday. Yeah, and unfortunately, look, time of taping, this is what it is. All I will tell you, uh, I will watch this thing. If I can snipe Texas live, I will. Um, but I can't make this a play at six and a half. I just think you're taking the re- the real worst of the number yeah. here. And I don't love Texas. It is still a young QB. I've been absolutely impressed by Quinn Ewers, but it's still a young QB going on the road, laying a TD. Texas is not exactly trustworthy. Okie State, hey, man, it's the fucking Harvest Carnival. (laughs) (laughs) Look out. (laughs) Combines and glitter. Um, I'm not going to lay the six and a half. I'm going to watch it live. I will try to snipe it. And again, I'm not talking out of both sides of my mouth. I just want people to understand. Texas or pass. And I'm not taking six and a half. No, and you're right to avoid the number. I think it's one of those deals where you have to factor in Oklahoma State doesn't lose at home. They haven't lost at home since 2020 during the pandemic. I'm going to pass on it. Same read, though. Next matchup, we're playing this one in the Big 12. you got to play this one. It's your Horned Frogs hosting Kansas State. Kansas State plus three and a half. This is the night game. Doing with the, the little the frog, the frog hands, the talents. So these are your frogs. They're undefeated. Yeah. You called them before the season. Here's where you take them in a big spot at home, right? Uh, no. You're such a slave to points. I love it. 
No, I just... You went, hold on. Oh, I can't. No, it's... I it's, can't. I think K-State is a team routinely slept on. They're not sexy, but, dude, they're a lunch pail team, man. And TCU is starting to scare me a little bit, a couple ways. Look, Quinton Johnson might be the best receiver in America. Seriously. Mm-hmm. But the reliance upon him by Max Duggan, it's getting a little bit much. Second of all, Max Duggan... I have not loved his play the last couple weeks. Uh, I did not love what I saw Saturday. It was a very bad game by him. And look, we talk about TCU. We talk about, hey, gauntlets, different things, right? I mean, TCU, if you look at the month that they had, don't laugh at this either, people. Rivalry game at SMU for the Iron Skillet. Then you got to take on OU before you know that OU sucks, and they drop a bomb on them. You're riding high. You go to Kansas. Game day is there. And they had to win a shootout. Mm-hmm. All jokes aside about the Jayhawks. Shout out fake birds. Then you come home. You're the prom queen. Everyone's watching you. An absolute war against Okie State. Your reward for this now is to line up against a Kansas State team who, let us not forget, they're primarily the reason we think OU sucks. They're off a bye, fully rested, and God help me, but Martinez at quarterback has been electric for them. I think this has close game written all over it. Do mm-hmm. I think TCU wins? Yes. You're giving me three and a half. Forgive me, Froggies, for I have sinned. I, I, am, I am going to take Kansas State with a three and a half here. I think you have the right cap box. Oh, thank Christ. I, I thought you, you were looking at me and going to make fun no, of me. No, I, I wanted you to pick TCU because you've been such a big horn frog advocate. But the right side to me, anyway, is Kansas State. And, and some of what you said is true. This is the end of an emotional gauntlet. TCU, if you're, if you're looking for weaknesses, they're giving up some explosives. And I wonder about going up against a run game as potent as Kansas State if they break off a 50-yarder or a couple 30-yarders in this game. Because their run game... It's one of the 10 best in the country, and it's because Adrian Martinez and a guy we haven't talked enough about, Deuce Vaughn. Uh, he is He's a hell of a lot of fun. And, and look, you, you, you could take the ISU game and just take it out. That was a 10-9 bloodbath. He only had 10 carries for like 20 yards. But outside but, of that, if you look at his game log, it's 100 yards every game. Uh, he, he lit up Tech. He lit up OU. I, TCU to me, three-man front. Look, TCU's defense, it is um, It's something. And I'm telling you, man, like it could be third and 16 and they're sitting in a soft zone and they give up 17. I, Martinez, Deuce Vaughn, that defense that will lull you to sleep. I, I Can think we talk K-State, about their man. defense for a second? Please. Because cause I think the headline is their commitment to the run game and how they've remade Adrian Martinez into a thing. Like this is a true lesson in forgiveness. I would not bet Adrian Martinez the Nebraska version. It was a walking turnover. This season, he has yet to throw an interception. They're the only team that hasn't thrown an interception this season. And when will he? Probably now that we've bet on now them. Now that we've bet on them. But the storyline to me is their defense. They're top 15 in the country in points allowed, interceptions, past efficiency on defense, uh, third downs, and they do get sacks in TFLs. This is a really good Kansas yeah. State defense, and that travels. Running yeah. game and defense travels. You get three and a hook, you take Kansas State. And I'm off, playing it. And they're off the bye. Yep, I think it's yep. critical at this point in the season, and TCU's had a hell of a month. I, I love think we're em. getting this at the right time. My hope is it's a 24-21 final, and TCU wins, and I cover, and everyone had fun. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, I made this the fifth game on the board. Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 28 and a half time of taping at number two, Ohio State. 28 and a half, which means 41 to 13 doesn't get you home. 
38 to 10 doesn't get you home. This needs to be ugly. And Ohio State's shown they can do it, but I'm just wondering what the appetite is from you. Well, first of all, to lay 28 and a half in a conference game, not much. Both teams had two weeks to prepare, so it's not an edge to either side. Again, if you're saying I demand you pick this, I'd be like, all right, I guess I'm going to the Buckeyes. I I can't. Iowa to me is radioactive. Uh, The defense is great, fine. Phil Parker, we've done it all. It's all cliche with Iowa Mm -hmm. defense. They have to literally rely on the defense to score them points. Their offense is, to call it morbid, would be offensive to morbid. (laughs) Um but, Jim, look, this is a game where where's the total? Isn't the total like 45? You want me to lay 30 in a game whose total is is at or below 45 points? You want to pull that up for me? Yeah. That's just that's just bad. Because if you asked me, I'd be like, well, you got to bet the under in this game. Iowa may not score 10 points. And then what? I'm sitting there sweating 41 to, or 31 to, to 7. And Four, I'm not, 49 and a half. 49 and a half. So, all right, it's 41-10. Well, there, that blows the cover. Now it means it's 38-7. You want me to sit there sweating it 38-7. I'm not doing it. I don't want any part of shit like this. Yeah, so, again, discretion is important. We don't play every single game. No. We can talk about every single and, game. And this is one we talk about. And because, listen, it's the big noon kick. For once, they're not talking about Michigan. Yeah, baby. This is where they get to talk about will C.J. Gu- will Stroud. Will Gus and Joel be able to find themselves to a stadium? <laughs> will they know where the hell to go? Iowa only scores if you make mistakes. Ohio State doesn't. First in pass efficiency, first in the red zone. They're the second best team in the country on third down. They don't make mistakes. Two weeks to prepare at home. I I thought maybe Wisconsin will keep it close. Nope, the horseshoe was rocking and they blew the doors off Wisconsin. Hey, Toledo's the best the Mac has to offer. Can they keep it within cutscene? 60. No. No. So, yeah, I mean, listen, Iowa probably scores single digits in this game and that would lead you to... Seven offensive TD in six games. Yeah. And you want me to bet them? No, you can't. No, thank you. You can't. So I'm going to pass, but leans Ohio State. All right, that's the board presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Jimmy, let's go best of the rest, my man. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. You're in the lead position. You go five and two. You have a ten and four weekend. You're wearing a chicken on your shirt. You get the lead. <laughs> it's a shot to clear. Whatever. Number seven, Ole Miss, plus one and a half. That's right. The number seven team in America is getting points uh, at unranked LSU in the Magnolia Bowl. You know what to do. Rivalry. The last time we were in this position, we took LSU against Tennessee, and they were dead within four minutes. Right. I am separating my bias. I love Ole Miss. I've been to the Grove. It's a magical place. I, I love, I don't know, I, lo- I love Lane Kiffin in a bizarre way. But we've been whistling by the graveyard with Ole Miss. Let's be very fair. Soft schedule. Should have lost to Tennessee. Period. Should have lost. Okay. 
Um, they're one-dimensional. The passing game with Jackson Dart has just not taken off. And now you're going to go into Death Valley, 330. What kind of vibe do I have with LSU? I don't have one. I feel like I'm always wrong with them. And LSU is becoming like, I don't know, this elusive thing I'm chasing, and I can't get it right. But there's no way I can take Ole Miss on the road with one of these rat, rat fungus spreads of, oh, here, I got you a dollar. And you're like, oh, no, I can't do this. LSU bounced back, went to the swamp, blew out. Well, they started to blow out Florida. Yeah, it it and was they, ugly. And then it, the score makes it look closer than it was. Yeah, they were up big on Florida in the swamp. I don't know what to do with LSU. Vegas respects them a whole hell of a lot. That's Most of the money's on LSU. The line shows a degree of respect. But the two times I've really watched LSU was the opening week against Florida State. Yeah. They looked awful. Fine, it's your first week. And that Tennessee spot was such a big spot. It was a total letdown. Yeah. I can't back them. What what makes me a little scared of, of picking Ole Miss here is the tempo they play with. Yep. And if they go three and out a couple times in Death Valley, they're swimming upstream the rest of the Here's game. Here's the other thing. The Tennessee passing game is not present in this game. Nope. Ole Miss doesn't have a passing game. I look at the spread. I've gotten myself in trouble with this. I swore to God on Monday I'd be like, it's a coin flip game. I'm not going to do it. I want to bet LSU here. Mm. I know. I hate it, but I want to bet LSU here. I just, I, I can't take a one-dimensional team. And, and and do you really think Ole Miss is just going to go in and rack up 300 yards rushing? No, but I think they have the edge there. They do. That, that, that to me, by the way, I'm going to play Ole Miss. So we're going to be on opposite sides. You got to be head-to-head on this? We got to be head-to-head on this. All right, man. We I'm can gonna, do, do a sweatshirt on it, too, if you want. You want to do a sweatshirt game? Yeah, let's do a sweatshirt Here's game. Here's the fun part. Yeah. I'm doing the sweatshirt game, but I'll probably select an Ole Miss one over an LSU hey, one. That's, that's fine. I just can't wear purple. I don't look right. I look like a giant plum. <laughs> Here's the case for Ole Miss. The tempo scares me, but they do run the ball well. Third in the country in rushing, which means they're really good on third down. Third in the country on third down. Yeah. LSU, not great against the run, not great on third down. Florida and Tennessee ran all over them for north of 200 yards. Yeah, Talk about what travels. Ole Miss, run some tempo, get things going. But who the hell has Ole Miss played, to it's, be fair? They, Troy, they won at Kentucky. Central Arkansas. With, yeah. At G Tech, who fired their coach, versus Tulsa, and they were not good in that game. Versus Kentucky in a game they should have lost at Vandy against Auburn. No, I, it's it's a very soft. Is uh, it fair to say at nine. LSU at three thirty is going to be the best team they've played? Yes. Okay, I'm going to take LSU. I'm going to do it. I'm going against. I'm doing it. I'm giving LSU one more shot. I know they've just been so. If I if I don't work here with LSU, if this doesn't happen, you got you gotta just put them on my radioactive okay. list. Like, set it up on my phone where I go to click LSU and FanDuel and my phone blows up. The, the warning label Yeah, yeah, yeah up. just like automatic, your phone temperature, too hot. That bet's just too hot and shuts my phone down. We stay in the SEC, the battle for Highway 82, number 24 Mississippi State, plus 21 even time of taping at number 6 Alabama. It's I'm a out. night game. Talk about radioactive. I'm 1,000% out. Alabama, I'm done. Not doing it. Not betting against them. Not betting for them. I'm out. I'm pretending they don't exist. Much like the rest of America just presents the state of Alabama doesn't exist. Like, who the hell cares about the state of Alabama? Okay, then. My point is, well, it's, I mean, come on. Who the hell's like, hey, where are you going on vacation? Alabama. Nice little place in Birmingham hey, for the weekend. I had a really cool road trip. Where'd you go? Alabama. Said no one ever. My point is, Mississippi State, we talked about it. We were all over this. We've bet against this team a couple times, been on them a couple of times. This team we have a good handle on. Mm-hmm. I cannot in any way, shape, or form Makes sense of Alabama laying three touchdowns to anybody. 
and I am not getting involved with Mississippi State because when they play Alabama, I swear to you, they get murdered. Murdered. I, I wanted to see the historical context. They haven't scored a touchdown in Tuscaloosa since 2014. They were outscored 116 to three in the last three meetings. And I got to believe it's the whole one-dimensional bit. Like, on paper, yeah, that's the one way you can really get to Alabama. And this Alabama but, secondary sucks. But if they know it's the only thing you're going to do, and it's saving off a loss, no, I don't think you can touch this. I don't think you can play this. Again, discretion. There's certain games that you might end up watching if it's close late at night. Bryant-Denny, cool place, but no. Don't, don't put money on this game. Um, it's a hard pass for me. And I, this is a rare game, I will tell you. I don't even have a lean. I don't even have no, a lean. No, I don't either. <laughs> Just not doing it. Minnesota, plus four and a half at number 16, Penn State. This is the night game, ABC, the whiteout edition. Yep. Yep. Both teams off a brutal loss. Yep. What do you want to do here? If Tanner Morgan plays, I'm betting Minnesota. It's too many points. Look, and I'm not trying to overreact to either team's blowout, but here's the reality. Penn State just gave up 416 yards rushing to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um. Ibrahim, to me, is the best back in the Big Ten. Uh, I think he's one of the best backs in America. And this Minnesota offensive line, this running game against a Penn State team, you know how you always say you play Bama twice? Mm -hmm. They beat you once, they really beat you twice. I feel like Penn State is still going to be reeling after that. Now, here's the deal. As of time of taping, this is Wednesday. We did an early one today. This is breakfast with the boys today. Uh Uh, This is a 10 a.m. taping. They're not determining Tanner Morgan in or out for this weekend. So here's what I'm going to do. I think Penn State probably wins. I think it's a 23-20 kind of game. It's just too many points. Four and a half is a sexy number here. Now, if Tanner Morgan doesn't play, I'm not betting. Okay. If Tanner Morgan does play, I am. I am taking the points here. I know it's a whiteout. I know it's on the road. After what I watched with Penn State, you thought they were— Now, listen, this is you. You mm-hmm. killed that game last week. Yeah. You did a great job with it. You thought they were fraudulent going in. Last week doesn't do anything for the vibes. And if you don't stop the run against Minnesota, they are going to be in that game. So I will take the four and a half, but I need to see Tanner Morgan play. couple things. Best back in the Big Ten is Blake Corum. Not it's, Ibrahim. It's just not true. Okay. Uh, you, want, okay. you want the backs okay. I'd put ahead of Corum? Here, yeah. I don't give Go a ahead. shit. Go ahead. Ibrahim, and I take both backs at Ohio State. You want to put Chase Brown too? How how low is no? Okay. I think I think I think Blake Corm's a really nice back, but like if you go nationally, I would still take Bijan Robinson over him. I would take Sean Tucker over him. Oh, I wouldn't take Sean Tucker over him, dude. Watch Sean Tucker play. Watch he's Corm better than Corm in not- the receiving game. He has no one around him, and Sean Tucker is as elusive as any back in the country. Look, man, you can. I get it. It's the Joel Clad hype. Train. No, but it, how about this? Not- I don't think Corm's the best back in his own team. I take oh, Donovan Edwards wow. over. Okay. You I watch, think, well, that's a compliment to Donovan Edwards. No, and it is, sir. it is. But I know part of the quorum discussion is going to be, yes, he plays behind a great offensive line, and he does. But look at the run against Indiana a couple weeks ago where he's dead to rights. Yeah, and the then look at the next start. 10 runs where he had two yards. Dude, listen, he's a nice player, but we don't need to make statues of everybody who goes to that school. I didn't say make a statue of him. I, you can give him love as the best Why running back in the Why do you hate Malibram, who's had one negative run in his career? Okay, here's the deal with this game, getting this back to the matchup. Guy. Penn State got run all over. You made the point. Their nose tackle, P.J. Mustafer, I think he's an NFL guy. He came out and said it was embarrassing. This is a bounce-back spot at night. Minnesota isn't Michigan. 
right? I, I'm this pretty is about, aware of that. So this is a bounce back spot in a whiteout. Maybe Tanner Morgan's alive. Maybe it's a backup making his debut at night in Happy it's Valley. Why I'm waiting. And that's fine. But Minnesota has been beat up by the only two legit teams they've played this season. And Purdue Penn. and Illinois. And, and do we think Purdue and Illinois are even any good? Come and on. Penn State just got mollywopped by the one real team they've played. What the hell? Why all of a sudden are you ready to lay four and a half with James Franklin? How about his comment after that game? You know, we got to recruit bigger linemen. James, you've been there for a decade. He's a bozo. But both coaches are bozos in this game. Yeah, but Fleck wears a tie. Oh, okay. Automatic extra half well, point. Go. Fine. I'm going to take the four and a half. Right, if Tanner, okay, if Tanner Morgan plays. If Tanner Morgan doesn't play, your cap on this game Fuck. to me is fabulous. But Has I, Morgan I, been any good this year? He's the he sta- hasn't He's been. a stabilizing force on the offense, and he is a clear upgrade from the backup. Come on, let's be fair. Look, it's a difference between Devin Leary, who hasn't been great, and then the backup Chambers. Come on, man. I, One renders you useless. Okay, Minnesota last week failed to get 200 yards. I feel like Penn State with NFL players on defense off a loss at home at night stiffens. In in a first half where they had one first down themselves. And the only points they scored were on a broken play and on a pick six. We should bring up just, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be for them either. We'll see. Clifford was a little dinged up. Maybe it's Aller. I don't care. I don't care if it's Drew Aller. Well, there have been calls for Aller to be the starter anyways. Right. Who are we kidding? So I'm not really worried about a drop-off if they make the change. Just this guy, if we were doing a Saturday live show, we'd be able to make the pick live. If Tanner Morgan plays, I'm taking Minnesota plus four and a half. Great. This next one is all you. No, it's not. You went five and two. I want intros on every game. Do you, do you not want to play this one? I didn't say that, but I want the intro because it makes me feel classier. <laughs> Navy plus two and a half. Yeah, boy. Hosting Houston. Noon. Yep. ESPNU. These are two teams I know really, really well. So let me start with the reasons why I would take Navy. A, it's Houston flying across the country. Noon kick. On that beautiful island of Annapolis, Maryland. Um, Automatically, I don't like that. Two, Houston is arguably the most undisciplined team in America. Uh, I mean, when you talk about teams doing dumb shit, this team's got a PhD in that that category. Three, I'm pretty sure these kids don't like playing football anymore. I mean, you want to talk about a team, there's been fights on the sidelines, there's been players quitting, there's been injuries— I've never liked the quarterback uh, in, 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 what is it, Clayton Toon or whatever the hell is yeah. name, or what the hell is this kid's name? Who yeah, cares? it's Toon. Toon. I just, look, when you take an undisciplined team, you take a team who's underachieved woefully this year. And by the way, I know off the bye, that that's a spot where Houston should relish it. Mm-hmm. Go back two weeks ago. The game they played was the biggest horseshit comeback against Memphis I have ever seen. And by the way, I had Houston Moneyline that night, okay? I I was texting with Jim. That was a real, what a hotel room night that was for me in New York. The point is, this is not a good football team. And now you're going to take on a Navy team. When you look at last week's game against SMU, yes, they lost. If you look at predictive measure, if you looked at what should have happened in that game, the analytics on success rate, on luck, Navy had no business losing, none. Houston, undisciplined, underachiever, low energy, on the road, cross country against a Navy team, disciplined, America, freedom. I just think it's a terrible matchup for Houston. And for me, there is no way I'm ever betting on Dana Holgerson again. I am taking Navy. I am taking the two and a half. You may find some threes out there. I think Navy wins, but due to college kickers and dog shit, we need to take points. I'm going to take Navy. Anch- anchors away, baby. Contrast is there. Navy takes 
no penalties. Houston takes the most penalties. Seven billion. Yeah. Here's why I'm not joining you. And, and Evan said I need to explain this SP Plus deal because I mentioned it a million times last episode. It's just another one of those analytical deals where they give you who's good and who's bad based on their metrics. But SP Plus says Houston is 10 points better. And I, I go, well, how, how do you get there? Oh, Navy can't stop the pass. Houston wants to pass. It's Dana Holgerson. Yep. That feels like a mismatch. But do you know what Navy does a ton? Blitz. Chaos on defense. It's a bad O-line. Uh, Toon takes a year and a day to throw the ball. Tank Dell's the only receiver mm-hmm. I care about on Houston. And look, here's the other thing. S&P Plus, God, God, God help it. It's a cool tool. It doesn't account for injuries. It doesn't account for emotion. Correct. It doesn't account for... I get it on paper. Houston's probably 10 points better than every damn team they've played this year. What's and, the, no, they, seriously. and they end up all being like one point, right. two point games. And Houston had a rally from down 19, I think, in the fourth quarter against Memphis. And who the hell's Memphis? No, they're a total basket case of a team. Hey, look, so, I'll I, tell you right now. This, this pick could be 48 to 10, Houston. And you're going to mock me and people will just be like, man, you're really awful this year. But guys, I'm sticking to the things I know, man. And I, I just, this is not a spot where I can, first of all, when a coach has a haircut like Dana Holgerson, you can't bet money on him. <laughs> just can't. Science. It's it's science. It's just like life. I, you can't do it. So I've given you the cap. I've done well with Navy this year. We've picked them in spots. I, I just, guys, you don't have to pick this. This is an ugly game. You can tell me I'm full of shit, and I want no part of it. God bless. You could fade it. You could say Houston's way. You do whatever you want to do. I'm taking Navy. Freedom. America. Apple pie. You have this on here. Line moved a little bit. Wow. Miami minus eight and a half. I'm out. Okay. When it was at seven, I liked it. The eight and a half nines I'm seeing right now against Duke, I want no part of it. How about last week? Did you see how they blew that cover? They're up 20 to nothing on VTAC laying seven. And they allow Grant Wells. We know he's awful. And that team to just go boop, 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 about 17 personal fouls in the mix. Guess what the game ends? 20 to 14. <sighs> Stick that back door where it don't shine, huh? Dude, this, I can't do it. And by the way, I love how everybody kisses Mario Cristobal's ass. And I still feel like Mario Cristobal is one of the sloppiest coaches out there. It's unbelievable to me. It really is. Here we go. Saturday night. It's always the Saturday night game. Late night, Wyoming hosting Utah State. Petros in the booth. Our king, Petros Papadakis. Did we nail it last week, by the way, Fresno State? Yeah, we talked. Well, we, we didn't we bet it, it, but we, we talked about it. Ah, Fresno won outright. They were a nine-point dog. And I said, look, you can't. If Devontae Adams is there live, you can't lose in front of him. He will throw you to the ground. And what'd they do? They beat San Jose State outright. So, no, we capped it right. I just didn't have the balls to play, and I got to be honest with you. I wasn't awake. <laughs> no, I just, I'm, I, I no, can't. I'm, a long not, day. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, the travel schedule catches up to you. All right, now. So, what do you want? You want to, what, uh, what's your read on these well, two teams? I think it's a Wyoming or pass. The Utah State thing, look, I can't figure out last week because they played like seven quarterbacks. Did you see that? Lagos, the backup, must have been hurt. I mean, they, play, they played literally six quarterbacks attempted a pass. Um, I just think going to Laramie is a tall order. Utah State was not impressive, only beating Colorado State, who's horrific, 17 to 13. Mm-hmm. So any magic they had against Air Force was gone. And with Wyoming, look, I'll be honest, I thought Wyoming was going to be awful this year. They may end up winning the damn Mountain West. Oh. Craig Bowl is just a really good coach. I don't know about winning the Mount West, but all right, I, I, all right hyperbolic, hyperbolic. But, but how about this storyline for this game? Wyoming's quarterback, former Utah State quarterback, Peasy, he transferred. Little revenge factor. Right. No, but, but I am not. Listen, I love Petros. I want to bet the Petros game. We cap it mandatory. Yeah, we're, we're going to get Petros on the show. We need. I think to. it just needs to happen. The point is, 
I want no part of this. Because Wyoming's the play. Utah I think State it would is on be, the yeah. Wyoming. I think that would be the play if I played it. Utah State is on the blowout index, so team oh. you can run on, team that can't dig themselves out of a deficit on the road Saturday night, and apparently playing seventeen quarterbacks. Yes. Um, I'm out. Can we do the Mac special of the yeah, week? Yeah, so because I think we have two games. I'm really, I, I need you to dial in. You went to a Mac school. You have Mac sources. I need you to start getting your head out of your ass okay. with the Mac. Now, I understand the Mac. No one's good. Everyone's. Toledo might be. Maybe. By the way, what a weird game. Did you see last week we talked briefly? Kent State was getting like seven and a half or eight. And you see the scroller. They were up like 28-7, six minutes into the game. And you're like, wow. Jim, by the time I looked back they were down like 50 to 31 and i'm like wait what huh now i didn't play it it was just like one of those you saw it and it was our mac cap of the week where we were like is this interesting here's the one i'm presenting to you you do what you want with it eastern michigan getting two and a half traveling to the metropolis known as muncie indiana you ready for this cap yeah emu pounds the rock ball state can't stop the run emu plus two and a half I think both teams are mediocre at best. You're getting points, and you found an edge. You found a matchup that you want to use. Fine. I mean, Eastern Eastern's not like this great running team, but they're good enough with a good matchup. They got a white Samson, running back. whatever his name, yeah. running back. Yeah. I just, is that, okay, is there a Mac game you like better? And if um, you suggest anything to do with Northern Illinois, I'm walking no, out of here. No, I did want to bring up CMU, and... I don't know if you have any read on what's going on there. I know BG, the game wasn't on TV last week. They were catching seven and a half, and they beat Miami, Ohio outright. 17-13, continued to force stops. But if you're asking— So you like BG. No, so I, let me just give you this, because I do think taking where I went to school out of it, this does have reverse line movement, and it's a home team that people aren't betting. CMU's only getting 17% of the, the bets. This is their final home Saturday of the year. Thank God. Then we're, then we're into Maction, baby. Then we're into the good stuff. Christ. They're going to play Western on like a Wednesday night in the middle of November. It's beautiful. What about the the, the Harvest Carnival? <laughs> no, on a side note, it's awful. That game should be on a Saturday. But anyway, here's the deal. CMU opened at 8. Everybody's betting Bowling Green, but it's moved down to 6.5. So it I'm has out. reverse line movement for a home I'm team. out. I want to bet my chips under a touchdown. You can. Okay. I will have nothing I'm not going to try to drag you into that. I will have nothing to do with but that. But I think BG is right at the bottom of the Mac with Akron. And CMU struggled with Akron a week ago. So you're flying into it a little All right, bit. Our Maction play of the week. You're going to take CMU? I'm going to take CMU. I'm going to take EMU. Okay. I'm going to take the Warriors from Ipsy. I'm going to take the two and a half. Let's see if this run game and all the statistics matter. Cool. Plus, if your running back is named Samson, you, you can't lose. It's just impossible. <laughs> All right, final card. All right, here it is. This is scary. I got to be honest, people. You can play it. You can fade it. I am. I'm confidence is teetering. But let's be fair. Last three weeks, I've gone three and three, four and two, three and three. So I'm. I haven't been terrible, but I'm still scarred from a month ago. SMU plus three, Navy plus two and a half, LSU minus one and a half, K State plus three and a half, Oregon minus six and a half, Clemson. I'm riding the Costa Lock minus thirteen and a half. EMU plus two and a half. It's a seven play card. And if Minnesota, if I get the news on Tanner Morgan, that may end up being the eighth play. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wow. stay at seven. And I, listen, I am who I am. This is the type of shit I bet. I feel like this is a very representative card of you. Harvest Carnival. With the one exception being Clemson. Clemson is the only outlier that is not a very you bet. Everything else is you. It's so service the, academies. <laughs> it's it's points. It's grimy. It's your card. 
it'll go two and five or whatever it ends up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, dude, listen, in years past, I'd, be, I'd, I'd, I'd crush. Watch this. I'll be wearing that fucking bag next week. I, I, I got to do it. I got to do it. Okay, my card. It's lighter. It's only six plays. Oregon minus six and a half. Clemson, Costa Lock minus 13 and a half. Kansas State plus three and a half. In the best of the rest section, my chips minus six and a half. Ole Miss sweatshirt bet plus one and a half. And I'm taking the Nittany Lions at night in a bounce back spot. Love it. All right, man. Listen, I hope you have a good week. I'd like to join you in having... I look, I've just been treading water lately, and, and that's better than losing. But I, it's time. It is... It, I have to do well. Because it's the Harvest Carnival. <laughs> that's Cash the Ticket. Guys, download it. Subscribe to it. Drop the five-star reviews for us. It does help. It matters. Trust me. Uh, we will get to you. NFL episode hitting tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Be responsible. Don't be a moron. Nobody likes living in a dumpster. Be responsible. Have fun with this. Don't ruin your life. It's cash to ticket. We'll talk to you tomorrow.